one of those. Welcome to another episode of A Literary Carry. Uh, today I have my wonderful friend Ashley here, who is one of my closest friends who I love talking book things with. She's in my book club and love it, love her. And I'm excited to talk about book things with you today, Ashley. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I don't have a cat's singing prowess, so no theme song for me. <laughs> right. I, I love it. You know, no matter what it's literary, Carrie has its own vibe and we might not have a theme song today, but we will again soon. And we're going to have our own little, uh, our own little theme today, no matter what. So it works. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you today, Ashley, about kind of like general things, mostly like, I know you're in a bunch of book clubs, not just mine. So mm-hmm. I figured yes. I'd ask what you're currently reading right now first. Oh, that is always a question. And I actually had to write it down. So you and Kat talk all the time about being like mood readers. I am the total opposite. I am like, whatever you suggest to me, I will read. Um, I pick up a book for book club, having no idea what it's about. I don't look at the summary. So I like literally had to look up what I'm reading right now. Cause I was like, not even sure of the genres. <laughs> so right now I am reading uh, songs in Ursa major for our book club. And it was random because, you know, it's like my month to pick out a book and I panicked. So I just went to the library and picked out like five things and sent you guys options. And it turns out that you liked one of them. So I helped pick out a book that I didn't know anything about. <laughs> Honestly, you could send five books, no matter what, I'm going to always find them interesting because you always pick books, first of all, with like really pretty covers. And even well, though you're not supposed to judge books. a book by a cover, <laughs> right? We all do. We all do. Um, and I happen to have one of them on my shelves already. So I was like, okay, easy no vote way. for me. Yeah, I have I have Ursa and I've had it for like probably a year. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you've really lucked out with that because I think you had like a good four or five month streak where you just happened to have the books that we suggested. Yeah, I, I still don't have this month's book, <laughs> but I have April's book ready to go. Okay. So, uh, what else um, are you reading? I am reading To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf for another book club. I'm like four pages into that. So like barely started. Um, I am rereading Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I'm about 50 pages into the Southern Book Club's Guide to Killing Vampires. I really like it. I just haven't had a chance to get back to it. I have a lot of like logs in the fire right now. I guess so. I've already lost count. (laughs) Yeah. I have a hard time just like sitting down and reading a book unless I'm like in a crunch for a book club. I usually like will read 50 pages and then like sort it out. And it's not because like, again, it's not like a mood thing. It's a, I just keep books in random rooms of my house and wherever I happen to find downtime is the the book that I work on. (laughs) That's actually really smart. I might. I might start that trick, whatever book I'm like currently, or usually more than one book at a time, just like leave it in random spots. And if that's where I'm occupying my time, picking up that book, good tip. Oh, thank you. It was an (laughs) accidental, like 
thing that happened months ago. And I was like, you know what, maybe I can be a little bit more deliberate about this. (laughs) Right. Sometimes things like that just find themselves working out. (laughs) And then I just finished Sense and Sensibility like yesterday. Yes, I did see that. That's our book club book this month. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you read any Jane Austen? So here's the funny thing with Sense and Sensibility. Um, I was pretty convinced that I had never read anything by Jane Austen, but when I got on Goodreads, I actually already had a review for this book. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second. Did she read it already? No recollection of reading it and no recollection of the plot, anything. As I was like reading it this time, it all felt completely brand new to me, but I gave it a three-star uh, rating both times, apparently. <laughs> I, I love watching um, yours, Kat's, Allie's, and I's uh, revolving door of book ratings and updates on Goodreads. Yeah. It's, like, it's like we go in shifts where like you guys like everything that I've done. And then like two hours later, I like everything that you've done. And then we just keep going around and around and around we go. <laughs> I get so excited. Like I don't really care for Facebook. Like I'm on Instagram a good bit, but like you update your Goodreads account and I'm like in your corner, I'm your fangirl. I'm like, hell yeah, you finished that book. You got right? the two chapters today. Like, yes. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I check Goodreads a million times more than I check any other social media that I use. Um, Absolutely. Goodreads is the best social media. Um, so you finished Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. And we get to talk more about that Friday night with book club. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I think we were all convinced it was next week. And then you posted a reminder. It was this week and everyone was like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. I'm totally ready to talk about it. The first of the month actually fell on a Friday, like this month, which is weird. Normally we always get like an extra week of the month yeah. because normally we always do the first Friday. Um, but that's, it's funny how that worked out. I just started it yesterday. I'm like a quarter of the way in and I don't know how I feel about it. We'll see. I have to tell you, I actually started watching the movie today, like right when I finished my work day, because it was really weird because I read it as like a very, very funny book. Um, but you know, like everybody's like, oh, what a dramatic masterpiece. And I was like, am I missing something? Did I interpret this really weird? But on Hulu, it's listed as a comedy. (laughs) See, that's, I have a weird perception of these books, like Pride Pride and Prejudice, like all of these dramas, these period dramas, I don't think of being funny, but you're right. I'm only a quarter of the way in and I definitely get a more comedy style of writing for that time period, especially, um, which is weird because yeah. I don't associate it with comedy at all. Like how did they find things funny? Life was so hard back then. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So I was thinking about it. So have you ever read the book cold comfort farm? No, but that was one of your options that you put for book club once. Yeah. So I actually ended up reading it. Um, and it's like an old book. I don't even know how old, but it's like a farce of all these Jane Austen books. It's one of the funniest books that I have ever read. And what's so crazy about it is it's like not actually that far off of the plot 
of like sense and sensibility it's just like taken up a notch and there are like scenes in it where I was like actually laughing out loud reading it with like tears rolling down my face like couldn't catch my breath I was laughing so hard I love that does that happen often in a book for you where it makes you actually laugh out loud not really I'm like kind of I'm not like a very um animated reader like I will say there's a girl in one of my other book clubs where like if you can ever catch her reading something, it's like so delightful to watch because like you can tell every thought that's going across her face. Mm. I think I might look like a statue when I'm reading. <laughs> like, I don't think my face moves. Like my eyebrows are pretty stagnant, I guess. Right. You're, you're absorbing it, but like you're keeping it, you're keeping it under lockdown. You're like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm feeling well, also, all the feels. I'm, <laughs> I'm nearsighted. So maybe I'm just having to concentrate. <laughs> that might have something to do with it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man so what are are all of those books for book club right now that you're reading um, or any of them and the half like blood person. prince is not i'm just doing my yearly reread on that one and then yes i think everything else i'm reading is for book club <laughs> and i i gotta i, I mean you've t- you told us this before when you moved down to arkansas in the last year how long have you been down there for now like a year and four months yeah you moved in October you moved like right after Halloween didn't you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so book clubs have probably been a really good way for you to socialize and meet new people down there I imagine a hundred percent it's how I've met all the people that I like down here (laughs) nice love it books bringing people together yeah I've tried out a few book clubs like I ended up in a few that weren't for me so those were like hit them and quit them so I call them I ended up at one that I didn't realize was like um it was based at a church and it was a lot of Amish fiction I made it through one of those um there was another one that was senior citizens reading gruesome true crime and while I had a really good time with that one it just like didn't fit my work schedule (laughs) I have to imagine that those were some interesting ladies, you know, it was super fun, but like the first book I picked up was by a local author. And I noticed like halfway through the book, it was like pictures. And then I was like, Oh my God, these are murder scenes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is going to be really shocking for them. And they like, didn't even mention it. No, like didn't phase them at all. No, they did not care. And they were like, well, that was like a nice light read. And I'm all about true crime, but like this was heavy. Yeah. And like, was it like close to where you were geographically located? Oh yeah. It was a local author. So it was like mentioning um, like a murder that's like still very well known around like Fort Smith, Arkansas. Wow. (laughs) And like it named names and named like intersections and places this guy had gone. And now every time I'm in my car and I'm like driving to work, I'm like, that's where that guy hid out after he murdered that lady. (laughs) How can you not think about it every time you drive by it at that point? It's like in your brain seared into it now. Yeah. It used to be a field, but it's a Burger King now. (laughs) Solid, solid improvement. (laughs) What are you reading right now? Um, So I'm reading (sighs) Sense and Sensibility. I'm listening to that on audio. I'm Mm -hmm. reading... Um, These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. Yeah, Kat let me uh, borrow this book and I've 
literally had the audio on loan from our library here for like six months. I just keep renewing it because no one's like putting a hold on it. So I just keep renewing it. Thinking, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. That's shocking to me because that's a pretty popular book. I know. Same. I'm just like, I keep, I kept like waiting to like, see like someone putting a hold on it and no one has. So I'm finally Weird. reading it. It's literally, I keep like a TBR stack now underneath our TV on our entertainment center, mm-hmm. which is like all of the books that I have on audio and physical copies of. So now they're like staring me in the face, like every night <laughs> basically. And I'm trying to huh. be very proactive about reading through my backlog. Um, and first up, I was like, I have to read this. First of all, it's very popular and I'd like to know what it's about. And I've, I don't even know if I've read Romeo and Juliet and that's what this is a retelling of. Oh, okay. And I get, like right off the bat, you can totally tell. I um, mean, it takes place in the 1920s in Shanghai. So it's like, but I'm pretty sure they're using the same names from Romeo and Juliet, which is weird to do that in sh- Shanghai, China. But yeah, a little bit. But it's uh-huh. it's good so far. I'm only maybe like a quarter of the way into it. And I'm also reading an advanced reader's copy of this book actually I think just came out today it's called wild and wicked things um by Hmm. Francesca May and I so it's not an advanced readers copy anymore it's out now but I'm about 10% into that one and it's very witchy and it's giving me great Gatsby vibes so oh that's a cool cover right it's that's like sold on the cover already um and it's really good so far like it's taking place during the 20s but instead of like alcohol being prohibited it's magic so it's it's very interesting so far I'm actually really enjoying it um the book cover for that kind of reminds me of um oh shoot what's that called the diviners by Libba Bray have you read that yes I that started was a, it like, I mean, probably five or six years ago. And I read like a hundred pages and then put it down and didn't pick it back up for whatever reason, but I was enjoying I don't it. Know, yeah. I don't know why, but I considered that like a quick read for it to be like 800 pages. Like I knocked it out in like two sittings. Yeah. It's a chunky book, but it, it must be pretty fast paced. Mm-hmm. Did you read the whole series? I haven't read the last one just because it's not available through my library system. And I mean, I think I mean, like my close friends know, you guys know, I don't really like buy books. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm always on a time crunch with books. So I'm like, I have eight days to read this. <laughs> that's true. That's true, actually. And you've worked at libraries in the past and you've always yeah. been a big supporter of libraries. Um, I wish they gave you more time with those books, though. <laughs> Yeah. So like my local library system now, like, I think it's awesome. You're getting to like renew and renew, Mm -hmm. um, like with no one else having a hold on it, you get maxed out for two renewals on books here, even if there's no one in line and then you have to wait 30 days. Seriously. Yeah. To like check it back out. Oh man. That's your like closest library. Yeah. You're still a member of other libraries as well, right? a lot of them. Yeah, uh, I thought so. It's like the biggest perk that 
of us moving around so much is I still have a Georgia library system card. I've got a Fort Smith library card, a Sebastian County library card, the county I live in. I've got my Plattsburgh public library card. And when I was still living in New York, I paid to have a New York public library system card. That's still good for another year. So I get like frustrated whenever I have to buy a book because I'm like, I have like 18 options on my phone to like find this for free. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many ways to find books for free or almost free out there. And it breaks my heart to have to not have to, obviously you never have to, but like if there is a book that I've been absolutely waiting for to come out and knowing that I I won't physically or mentally be able to wait for it to be in any sort of system yet. Mm -hmm. And that I will end up buying a hardcover new. I'm like, it breaks my heart to do it. I mean, I don't do it often enough to really have it be a problem, but gotta love secondhand books or the library systems, you know? Yeah. It's that fine line of like, I definitely want to support local business. So like the book club I'm in here, that's run by a bookstore. I do buy the book from them every single month, like religiously, no questions asked because I'm like, absolutely. But then sometimes I see it at the library and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> right. Breaks your heart. You're like, damn, it's 17 or $27 or whatever in that range. I will tell you, this is one of those things. Like, like I said, like no questions asked, I'll buy a book. A few months ago, our book club book was like a brand new hardback and it was $44. Our book club book. No, no, not ours. It's my mm-hmm. local one here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, supporting small business. <laughs> what book was it? I don't even remember. Uh, I know Barack Obama's book that came out in 2021 was like $45. It was either the new, the Lincoln Highway or what could be saved. It was one of those. Um, like, cause I can't remember what order I read those books in. But the thing is like, I'm also not really a rereader. So most of my stuff gets automatically donated or given out <laughs> right right yeah but and you're, I did and giving... you're you're listening to harry potter right on audio yeah i will say like before i discovered libro um like what is it dot fm mm. i bought all the harry potter audiobooks on audible years ago so i just have them forever and ever nice yeah i love audiobooks and i love that um, I don't, was it you that told me or told us that there are a lot of audiobooks like on YouTube? Yes. Yeah. I, I honestly, I found, I have read so many books for free on audio from YouTube. That was the greatest, one of the greatest tips I've ever been given. If you, all the listeners out here love audiobooks and you have a subscription service or you don't or whatever, or you can't find your uh, audiobook anywhere, check YouTube, just search for the title and hit and type audiobook. And chances are it's out there and you can adjust the speed up to two mm-hmm. times the normal speed, which I normally listen at like 2.35 times the normal speed. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I know. So like even two actually feels slow to me but you can oh listen. Oh my gosh. To- I listen at 1.6 and Mark will get in my car and be like, 
I can't understand anything that's being said right now. It sounds like um, an auctioneer. Right. That's how Joel describes it too. Like if I listen to an audiobook out in the living room and he's on his com- computer in the other room, he's like, how are you picking up anything that they're saying? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a fast talker myself. So I think it's just because I don't know. I don't know why. I don't no, know. I agree because like, I think on regular audiobooks, like just to make it more exciting or, you know, to have the diction a little bit clearer, they speak more slowly than we would. Mm-hmm. So like I figured out that like 1.25 speed is like conversational speed for normal people. Yeah. But you and I are like, again, fast talkers. I wonder how this is going to sound to people listening. Cause we are pretty. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I'm it. it honestly having conversations one-on-one uh I get so excited that I always want to be like yes yes I want to like jump in and be like yes and then go off on a tangent but no yeah let (laughs) it's taken me so much practice to let my brain not interrupt every single thought or whatever (laughs) anyway so but the YouTube thing, the way I figured that out was, um, when, where the crawdads thing, uh, like originally came out, I put it on hold of the library and it was like, cool. There are 85 people that have it in line in front of you. And I was like, okay. And I didn't have an audible credit for that month. And I didn't know about Libro FM. And I like randomly Googled, um, like where the crawdads sing audiobook for free. And I got a YouTube version and I feel bad because like, you know, it doesn't make the author any money when you do it that way. Um, but also, I mean, they're not getting extra revenue from library checkouts either. So it is what it is. Right. It's a, it's a, honestly, you should feel no guilt for wanting to read a book that you have access to. It is, it's out there. If you can find it and you have access to it, use it, take advantage left of a it. a nice review on Goodreads. Right. And that book got published. It's a Reese Witherspoon book. It's getting made into a movie. The author's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I know she's not hurting for money. Also, I just saw that she's like maybe involved in a murder mystery in real life. Yeah, she's problematic. Um, I read about it. I didn't I didn't know about it before I read it. Same. And I'm not going to lie. I still love the book. It doesn't change how I feel about the book. Do I support yeah the author she's got some weird something happened in like africa i think yeah like poachers yeah very wild so she is problematic but the book is still good i haven't listened to it on audio yet though oh it's really good is it julia whalen oh i don't remember who the narrator was i feel like that's the i feel like i wouldn't be surprised if it's her but also i'm gonna listen to it no matter what um, for audiobook listeners out there, we're big fans here of Julia Whalen as uh, a narrator for books. So oh, it's if you're Sandra Campbell, hmm. I again, I still want to oh. reread it and listen to it. So speaking of uh, Julia Whalen, I just listened to Seven Husbands of um, Evelyn Hugo. Was it your first time guys- reading it? Yes, it only took you and Kat telling me nonstop to read it over and over and over again and me taking a 12-hour car ride to make time to do it. (laughs) What did you think? So again, I had no idea what it was about. 
Um, so I was very surprised. It was a really good time. Right. And yeah. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but how, how sad, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. I know, <laughs> but so good. Honestly, one of the best books I've ever read. And it's weird because it's not like, it's not like a topic that I ever, if I hadn't seen that book over all over social media, I would have never picked it up. Never would have yeah. sounded interesting to me. And then um, after Kat and I both read it, we were like, not stop, nonstop thinking about it. Did, did it have that kind of reaction for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, oh gosh, it's hard to do this with not giving spoilers, but you know, it's like the title of seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but that's not who the book's about. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like it's going to be about these husbands, but there's so much more going on in the story. And it's like, you can't stop reading it. That is like a, you had to 12 hours in the car. You said, is that when you went to pick up Ricky yep. that you read it? Yep. I drove to uh, the middle of nowhere in Georgia and got stuck in traffic. So I was able to finish the whole thing in one car ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, it almost, I almost am sad because i, I you know, that book, you almost want to savor it. It's kind of like one of those books where you, you have to tell yourself to stop reading it so you can keep enjoying it. But I read it that after I read Daisy Jones mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh my God, it's a real toss up for me between Daisy Jones and Evelyn Hugo, but I still keep picking Daisy Jones, same author. Yeah. And then also same author. I liked it because it also tied in care the guy from Malibu Rising. Mike Riva. That's yep. like a fun tie-in because I read that a few months ago. See, like I liked Daisy Jones, but that's not one of my favorites. For some reason, it was a little bit of a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was a fun read, but it's not one I'd reread, which made, I was like something wrong with me because everybody else is like six out of five stars. So fun. Totally rereadable. <laughs> No, I've seen, I've seen people feel very similarly on social media of Daisy Jones. Honestly, the interview style isn't for everyone like that pure dialogue. It's really Mm kind of weird. It's, it's not super common. Um, and it leads for a different reaction for some people. I don't think, I think Allie gave it three stars. I think she read it recently and gave it three stars on Goodreads. Yeah. So I've done all of, what is it? Tailored what is her name? Taylor Jenkins. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I've done all of her books. That I've listened, read on audiobook, and like for Daisy Jones, I don't know what the experience would be like sitting there and reading it for an audiobook, It was really good. Like great narrators, a full cast and crew, like a song at the end, like that part was enjoyable, but like, I don't know. I just couldn't get down with any of those characters. And then same with Malibu Rising. I was like, I am not digging any of these characters. But yet anytime she comes out with a book, now I'm like, I'm going to read it. <laughs> She's got another one coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Malibu Rising was like three stars for me. It was good, not great. I did enjoy it, but it's not the same as Evelyn Hugo. Like, No, Evelyn Hugo was really just so good. I honestly recommend that to everyone. My mom almost bought it recently. Actually, she she was really? reading one of my blog articles and it was like my top 10 favorite books of all time. And my mom was like, I was toss up. My mom doesn't read. Um, 
often. And she was like, it's a toss up for me between where the crawdads sing and Evelyn Hugo. And I was like, mom, both are great for very different reasons. And so she ended up going with where the crawdads sing, which I think she will love. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can convince her to read Evelyn Hugo one day, too. I want to convince everyone to read that. Convince, yeah. We convinced you to read it and it worked. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's one of those things. Like I said, like, I'm not a mood reader. I like last year, I literally <laughs> took out a spiral notebook that I've been keeping of every book anyone suggested to me for like the past two years. And I like made my way through it as much as I could. I think like on my own, I picked out like five books last year out of like the 70 that I read. <laughs> That's amazing to me. That is amazing to me. Uh, first of all, that you wrote every single one of them down and then you read almost all of them too. It's not wasted on me. Like if someone recommends a book, like I want to hear all about it, what you loved, what you hated, why you think I'd like it or wouldn't. And like, if, even if you tell me like, I thought of this book and I think you're going to hate it, I have to read it. Cause I need to know if you're right. <laughs> Do you ever, have you ever read a book and then that was recommended to you by someone and then thought, well, I don't know if I trust the recommendation from that person after reading their, their book. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I've like second guessed friendships off this. I hope, I hope I'm not one of these people. No, 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 no. (laughs) I read a book at the beginning of last summer that was like so highly recommended to me by a friend that she bought me a copy and she was like I don't know like if there's anybody that's gonna love this book it's gonna be you I don't even want I'm not gonna name the book because the person might hear this I don't know right but they were like I just you know I read it and the whole time I kept thinking this is a book that Ashley is just absolutely going to love like I gave it 11 out of 10 stars that was like a solid like one and a half out of 10 stars for me and I was like do you even know me? Like, <laughs> right. But th- to be fair though, Ashley, some books for book club, you like you've really enjoyed that have completely shocked me that you enjoyed. And then other books that I thought you would have loved, you hated. So like you, you, I, that's yeah. why I'm so happy to talk to you tonight on here because I find <laughs> your, your whole look on books to be so interesting that I'm always excited to hear what you think about anything, anything at all, but oh, books thanks. primarily. <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, I can never trust my gut reaction to a book because, like, I'll read it and, like, I'll base my entire Goodreads review, like, how I felt, like, the last page. Like, I finished it and I'm like, well, I felt good coming off of that two stars. And then, like, for days, I'll beat myself up about it. Like, wow, you know, that scene was really interesting and I would love more character development or, Wow, you know what? The more I think about it, that lady was terrible. I hated that character. I hate how it was written. This book needs an editor. Like, I just can't trust myself or my Goodreads reviews. Like, I I like that you guys like my stuff, but I'm always like, oh man, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this review. Like me one week from now would never have said this. It's a like, just put at the uh, top of your Goodreads profile. My reviews are evolving always just constantly evolving yeah. I mean books and that's one of the things that I don't like about Goodreads is like sometimes I'll try to go in and change my review and it just says that I've read it another time yeah that's annoying like that yeah um, um, like recently I think last month I re- re- reread Station 11 by Emily St. John Mendel 
And I was like, I love this book. Like it was a five star the first time I read it. And the second time I was like, not nah, hit me as a four today. And then like two days later, I was like, no, that's still a five. That's still a five. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, I have that audio book on hold right now through the library. Cause I really oh, want to listen to it so on audio. Good. She's a great author. I'm, I'm actually, I've actually pre-ordered her new book. Like I'm going to own her new book. <laughs> the Sea of Tranquility. That looks so interesting. Yes. I don't know what it's about. I just know that I love her. So I ordered the book without looking it up. Speaking of uh, her, do you have like a, do you have a, like a list of like go-to authors or comfort authors or any that so come to mind? Ooh. <laughs> so there are some things that I've like read or re-listened to like a bunch of times. Like when I know that I've got a crazy work schedule or I'm going to be in the car a lot um, that I can like come and go as I please. And I'll, I won't feel bad about not giving it my full attention. Like the Harry Potter series, I listen to at least once a year. I have listened to the Bobiverse series on Audible like four times. And there's like a good bit of those books because that's just like a great narrator. They're super fun. I don't even know who actually writes it. I just know who the, uh, the narrator is. <laughs> Yeah, that's if that's what you associate it with that's that's fine yeah it's ray porter the guy that did um the first audiobook version of the martian and now i know it's like will wheaton but oh i um, haven't read that one i don't think yeah and then ready player one and armada i've listened to a whole bunch of times um but as far as like books that i have just constantly reread this is one I recommended to you that you didn't really love a wrinkle in time I read every year on my birthday it's like a gift I give myself because I love that book so much I love that you love it I hate that it didn't hit the same I might I might read it again I thought it was amazing you didn't love it because I was like oh I gotta know why (laughs) I just yeah I don't even I honestly couldn't tell you what the book was about now I just remember like this they went to like there were witches and like different planets oh yeah I, I just switches and time travel and possibly space travel and family dynamics and all of the things that I should love. Honestly, I don't know. And you didn't like overhype it or anything. And it's a classic. Like it's a book that was loved by a lot of people for a good reason. I might look at it. I might. Well, I, I feel might like anytime I've ever recommended it to someone, they tell me afterwards that they hated it. <laughs> I don't take it. I. I don't take it personal when people hate the books that I recommend, you know, and. Oh, me either. I don't care. I was like, you hated it. That's amazing. (laughs) Tell me why. (laughs) Okay. So there's a a lady in my Fort Smith book club. Her name is Erin and I will drop her name all day. My favorite thing about her is that she and I have totally opposite tastes in every book that we read. If I read a book and I think it's amazing, I know that when she and I sit down to talk about it, this is going to be the worst book she's ever read in her life. <laughs> and like, or if she comes in, like there was a book, she came in like almost teary eyed. She thought was so good. And it was like a two star for me. And I was like, this book was boring. How did anybody get invested in any of these characters? And she was like, what an emer- like emotional journey we've all been on. <laughs> oh my God. But those but make me the I'll best conversations. Yeah, she and I will recommend books back and forth to each other because it's hilarious. That's so funny. 
Oh, man. So do you see a general theme in books that you enjoy? Do you ever notice common denominators between any of them? Dystopian. Um, Like in some weird sense, like Harry Potter to me is almost dystopian. Like if you think about it from the fact that it's like after parts of the wizarding world fell, um, ready player one, you know, society kind of collapsed and now they're moving on to the internet. Um, the Bobiverse, definitely dystopian. It really is such a fun read. And actually, I think Joel would really like it. Bobiverse, I'm gonna have to write that. Yeah, down. but like, apparently, I'm way more into sci fi and dystopian than I ever give myself credit for because it's never a genre that I list as my likes. <laughs> well, you were also one that picked the power for our book club, one of our book club picks, right? Yes. I that remember. book was wild and totally different than what I thought I was suggesting. I very, like really very tried dystopian. to do a service one like for you guys on that one because I was like, I've been picking some weird stuff, so let me like do some research. And then I picked a book that was like nothing like the summary said it was about. <laughs> right. You know, you it's an adventure that we go on with book clubs in general. You know, I. I, there's no rhyme or reason for why I pick books. It's most likely just been living on my shelf for a while and I want to read it. And book club is a great opportunity to kind of move things up the TBR pile. But that's so funny that you, that you, that you do enjoy you, all of those books, a lot of the books we've talked about tonight were dystopian in some form, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But like, if you ask me what my favorite genres are, I will say true crime and Southern Gothic every time. So what are the two books that come to mind when you think of those genres? Oh man, for true crime, probably like terrible, but like, you know, I just read like the Jonestown murder book. <laughs> it was like a chunk of a book. And I was like, it's so interesting. Like it's just a good, solid nonfiction. Yeah. I learned a lot about religion and culture from that book. Um, and I also consider them like light reads. Those are like my mental health reads. Cause I'm like, man, at least my life's not like that. Um, like they're my self-help books. And then for like Southern Gothic, probably like um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil is like one of my all-time faves. Um, Southern Gothic, Gothic is, it's just fun because it's like, it looks at all the weird dark aspects almost from like a spectator perspective like it puts you like right in the drama and like it notices all these weird things about people and how their lives interplay I don't know it's so fun (laughs) and I I would say the only book that I've read anything in that genre and I didn't even finish it yet was a book club book interview with a vampire so that's like a a weird example of it it is southern gothic like but there was just too I mean too many vampire fluids for just a second there were too many vampire fluids in that book for me to have a good time (laughs) I love that and I think there's only been like two book club meetings that I missed since I joined and that was one of them and the fact that I tore through that book which oh I thought it was actually on the bookshelf next to me but it's not I struggled with that book because the chapters were crazy long and like didn't have definite cutoffs and then just too many fluids, too many fluids. (laughs) 
So like if I'm getting so distracted from the plot because I'm like, is that vampire gonna poop? Like Like, I totally missed a whole interaction because I was worried about a vampire taking a bowel movement. (laughs) You know, they have to have those moments too, but we never think about that when we read about them or watch movies about them, you know? Yeah. It's, that's so funny to me. (laughs) Um, And then I ended up missing Flicker in the Dark. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. How was that book? That's the only one that I haven't read out of all of them. Um, we were all pretty neutral on that. Uh, I think I gave it three stars. I, a lot of us thought it was predictable. Mm. Um, and it was. Okay. Um, I thought it was good for a debut author. Um, but overall underwhelming, I would say. Um, okay. I don't read enough mystery or thrillers, though. I, I, ugh, I don't know. I really don't know much about that genre. That genre has kind of bored me in the past. I was actually going to say, you know, I made some notes before we talked and I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me about like genres I've been reading I went through like a weird stint when I was looking at my Goodreads. I was like, wow, I guess I read a lot of like suspense and thrillers a couple of months ago, like back to back to back. Cause it was like one, two, three, like five back to back. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, again, that's not one that I normally would be like, oh yeah, I read a ton of suspense and thrillers or mysteries. And then, but apparently I do. (laughs) (laughs) Any that stuck out in that, in that a little bundle? I have to say, I loved The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've talked about that. Yep. I loved that. And then I ended up reading The Bullet by Mary Louise Kelly. And it was randomly suggested by someone. I Again, I didn't even know the genre because Mary Louise Kelly is like, I think she's a reporter on like CNN or Fox News or something. I actually thought it was nonfiction when I started <laughs> And then by the end of the first chapter, I was like, oh, I think this is a mystery. <laughs> but it's you like, figured it out. you're woman. good. Yeah, it was about a woman that like um, went to the doctor. She was having like some medical issues or whatever. And they did like an MRI and they were like, um, what's up with like the bullet lodged in your spine? And she was like, a bullet lodged in my spine. I didn't know about that. And then it was her discovering like how this happened when she was a child and she didn't know and like the murder and intrigue behind this injury she didn't know it was wild (laughs) sounds it literally sounds it yeah I uh I don't yeah that's a genre I want to get more of I want to get into more of horror too I don't know if you listened to Joel and I's last episode like that's a genre that I've not had a lot of success I I am a stand for literary carry I have not missed an episode (laughs) yes love it love it even even when Joel tries to to derail the conversation it's still great it's still oh yeah Joel after dark yes (laughs) that's the next podcast it's in the works I'm I'm into the thought of it. I'm intrigued to hear what he has to say. I'll support my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> love it. Love it. Friends supporting friends. We need, we need more of that in this world. <laughs> yeah. Horror is one where, again, I don't know why. I, I guess I don't think I read as much as I do because I is was it, like, isn't oh, the no, book I one have- of the books you're reading right now horror? Isn't, wouldn't you yeah. say that? But yeah, I was like, oh, I don't really read horror. And then you guys were talking about Stephen King books. And I was like, well, I've read all those. <laughs> What's your favorite Stephen King book? Gwendy's Button Box. I haven't even heard of that one. Wow. It's one of his novellas. Oh, yeah. And it is one of the few books that I have ever read that like scared the heck out of me. It was not scary at all when I was reading it. And then like for two days after I was like, what if every choice I've ever made is going to affect my outcome for my life? <laughs> like I was like very nervous after reading it. You went down that little rabbit hole there. I couldn't stop myself. I'll say like his stuff hits me in the same way that, like I said, like true crime does where I'm like, this is a light read. This is fun. Like misery loved it. It loved portions of it. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. It's on my shelf. Loved the movie. I hadn't seen the movie until a few years ago. And then I was like, oh, I got to read that book. Have you ever seen the old miniseries? No. Oh, that is a wild ride. I prefer the old miniseries like way above the movies. Interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is it on any streaming services? Oh, I don't know. It's so campy and weird. Like I'm sure you could rent it on Prime. And like, I know at the time it was probably terrifying, but it is like, it's a riot, but also kind of scary, like a good time. <laughs> Did you watch um, Castle Rock on Hulu? No. There's two seasons and they canceled it, but the first two seasons, um, the second season, they're anthology seasons. So the first season mm-hmm. there is like connections to it, but you can watch the second season without really having w- watched the first season. But the se- second season of castle rock is a like origin story for misery for the main character. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause misery is probably my second favorite, like of his actual, like solid Stephen King books. Misery is you got to watch Castle Rock. I'm telling you then you would love this. It's really, the first season's really good. Um, but the second season is basically um, the origin story for Misery. And it's played by the, I can't remember her name. God, but she was from, she played the emo girl from Mean Girls. I want to say Lizzie something. I almost anyway. said Lizzie McGuire and that's not right. Mm, love her. <laughs> Probably not going to see her in misery, but, um, yeah, Stephen King, as far as like for horror, he's the only one I've had success with so far. But, yeah, um, but for some reason, like, you know, scary books, people are like, oh, it's terrifying. I'm usually like unaffected, true crime, unaffected walking through my kitchen at night. If the light's not on terrifying, I guess it's just like. Same. I could read true books crime, are, but like but watching a true crime series on Netflix, I, I get terrified. I get more terrified watching true crime than I do with like any horror movie. Oh no. True crime. It doesn't even phase me anymore. Unfortunately. I think I, you know, yeah, it's the real things that scare me. I, I love watching them though. Love watching them. 
we'll watch we're watching was it bad vegan right now oh oh it's so good yeah we've only watched the first episode but it's it's i'm really excited to see the rest of it it is wild yeah wild (laughs) well ashley it has been a wonderful having you on literary carry tonight thank you so much for having me time really flew it does honestly it's so easy to talk about these things for hours and hours and hours and we sometimes do you know yeah that's true (laughs) well I hope you um I hope you maybe perhaps one day want to do it again and be another guest on literary carry maybe even a series regular at some point who knows we will see right (laughs) but I'm I I hope that all of the listeners have a wonderful night. And um, yeah, thanks again, Ashley. Oh, thank you so much for having me. The fact that you even wanted me on here, just like, you know, I love you so much, but I was like, thanks for believing in me, friend. You did great. You have done great. (laughs)